surge of her career, and Lydia Jacoby is going to win gold for the United States. Lydia Jacoby winning gold at the Olympics in Tokyo last night or whenever you watched or whenever I watched it. Huge deal for the Americans. Their first gold medal in swimming after Katie Ledecky was upset. The coolest part about the Lydia Jacoby, Lydia Jacoby gold medal was the video of her hometown congregating in what appeared to be a train station cheer for her and it, it, it's absolutely bananas there will be a link to it in the show notes this is interesting to see your daily sports podcast about news narratives takes and gambling um we're gonna get to some olympics olympic schedule and some other stuff a, a, a beef in baseball i'm pretty excited i there's i think there's gonna be a legitimate fight in baseball soon but we're gonna start with obviously this aaron Rodgers thing nfl training camps will all be open in some Way, shape, or form today. It's July 27th. Aaron Rodgers' plane landed last night, and there were reporters there. I know that because it was all over Twitter. Someone's job was to go to the airport and film Aaron Rodgers' plane, commercial plane, landing in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Someone did that for money. So we found out yesterday that Aaron Rodgers does expect to play. There were contract negotiations, blah, blah, blah. It, it reminds me very much of, of uh, what it could possibly be like to date the most attractive person in the world, regardless of your orientation. And that person every now and then just needs to feel like the world will end if you lose them. And he did that and he threw a big old fit and he got what he wanted. The concessions that are going to be in the new contract. I don't understand the terms of the financial ramifications of the contract. All I know is they somehow have more cap room this year so that perhaps they can sign Devontae Adams who has also been fussy about his contract, uh, which he should be. He's the best receiver in professional football. But there are concessions in the Rodgers contract, so he did throw a fit, and he got kind of what he wanted. Apparently, this is according to a tweet from Adam Schefter, league PR representative Adam Schefter, if the Packers sign off on their willingness to trade Aaron Rodgers and the agreement is finalized soon, the biggest concession will be the freedom to kind of decide where he's traded to. Also, in 2023, when the end of his, his which would, was going to be the last year of his contract, it was 2021, 2022, 2023. So they're going to be willing to trade him for the 2022 season, and he gets to decide where he goes. The 2023 year is voidable, so he could theoretically sign a new, more attractive contract to either him or someone else, wherever he goes. And, and this is my favorite part, no tags. They can't tag him. He gets to do essentially whatever he wants. So they're doing this last dance thing in Green Bay where it's him and Devontae Adams. The Packers have, I don't understand. It's time for preseason rankings. Everybody's doing this. Like nobody, no team in the NFL has more top five people at the various positions than the Packers do. I mean, the Bucks might be close, but Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Kenny Clark, Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, Darnell Savage, like they are freaking loaded. They are an incredible team, and Aaron Rodgers coming back this year. Um, I don't know where this is from. I suspect it's from Shakespeare, but I quote it from Mad Men. Where like nobody knows if the world will go out with a with a bang or with a whimper. I don't know how this is going to end. I am just rooting for implosion because I'm a Detroit Lions fan, and this is it feels like the torture scenes from Game of Thrones with that Ramsey guy. It's just it's getting incredibly 
incredibly annoying, but he threw his fit and he made us all talk about him for an offseason, which was great. Um, but now the Olympics are on, so we don't have to we don't have to care about that as much. All right, let's take a look at the Olympic uh, medal counts. I believe the U.S. and China, as per usual, are in front of everyone. Twenty-two total medals for USA, nine golds, eight bronzes, uh, five silvers. China has the exact same stat line except one less bronze. Japan doing really well, also has nine gold medals. Always root for the home, the host country to get the most gold medals. I mean, I'm a good American, but I, I, I like it better when the host country gets a bunch of gold medals. ROC, which I believe means the country that cheated, which we don't have to say, um, from Europe. And Great Britain, 10 medals. There, that rounds out the top five. Uh, on the schedule today, I believe there's a lot there's a lot of team sports stuff going on all the time. Some team sports that are in the Olympics that, frankly, I'd, I mean, I all sports are great, I suppose, but it, t- it distracts from Olympic sports, in my opinion. Things like three-on-three basketball, that's an Olympic sport, which why? I mean, just take the three-on-three teams from the teams that are already there. Handball, uh, field hockey is happening today. I also believe that um, women's gymnastics all around will be crowned today. I could be wrong on that, but you know, what do I know? This is, this is not the Wall Street Journal reporting on the Olympics. Okay, so last night, pretty electrifying moment in professional baseball. And I, I've refrained from reporting baseball s- scores on this show just because it's so lazy. But last night, Javier Baez was up, I believe, in the bottom of the ninth with the bases loaded, one out. It's Cubs versus Reds. And he hits a deep fly ball to center field, goes over the center fielder's head. The guy scores from third base. Cubs walk it off. However, and I'm going to pull this up so that all of you can watch it because it is absolutely just electrifying what he does to taunt this pitcher. I mean, I cannot describe, I cannot speak this enough. What he does to this pitcher is going to be bad for his team. So I'm sure that the MLB is going to suspend him just to protect his teammates who shouldn't have to deal with this. Um, but also for the unwritten rules, of, I'm, I'm a big uh, opponent of unwritten rules. I think unwritten rules in baseball are stupid. Throwing at a batter is dumb because you get to swing the bat at your head. However... This is not gloating after hitting a home run. This is literally rubbing your opponent's face in it. And it would be a, this kind of thing would be a flag in football. It would be a penalty in hockey. This would be a, probably a flagrant or maybe a double tech. I don't know, double tech in basketball. This would be an ejection in any other sport. So I, I have it up right here. Let's watch what he does. I don't understand what he's saying. And I can't wait for our boy John Boy Media. And if you don't follow John Boy Media, he just does a bunch of breakdowns of baseball. The reason his breakdowns are great is because he reads lips. And it's, it's, it's electrifying content. Cannot recommend John Boy Media enough. But let's watch what happens. Okay, so there he is. In the air, center field. He, and then now he's doing like this row your boat kind of motion. He's walking to first base, making this row your boat motion. And he's saying, get out, get out, get out. We missed the camera shot because Chicago has terrible NBC. And the bat somehow is at the feet of the pitcher, which means that Baez tossed the bat at him. So uh, that's not good. So he's doing this row your boat thing. He's yelling at the guy. And then all of a sudden, we don't know because I cannot state that enough. What terrible directing by NBC Sports right there. We want to see what happened to the bat. Did he throw it at the pitcher? Because it's at his feet. The ump steps in and gets between the pitcher and the batter. Escorts the guy from the Reds to the dugout. The Reds, as we know, with their beef with the Pirates, they are not scared of a Donnybrook. They will fight anybody anywhere. This is going to get ugly. I'm sure that Javier Baez is going to be fine or suspended if he's not he's going to have a rough couple weeks because it's not going to be... This is big enough and showy enough that I suspect that other pitchers around the MLB are also going to help out this 
Reds pitcher who's Amir Garrett. Um, I suspect very strongly that watching the Cubs or at least paying attention to Cubs Twitter will be fun for the next couple of weeks just because Javier Baez is going to be a target, essentially like for assassination. And we'll wrap up with our 2021 NFL gambling preview. Uh, So my favorite books have taken down team totals right now. I could go to another book, um, but I'm not going to do that. I want to look at the Baltimore Ravens. My take on the Baltimore Ravens, you're not here for my take, is that they're not as good as they appear. I think that Lamar Jackson is possibly Cam Newton and Carson Wentz in that there was one year that was amazing and you're the best player on the planet. And then there was another year of a bunch of people making excuses. And then the third year, if we follow Cam Newton and Carson Wentz, the third year is uh, more excuses or some people starting to whisper, "Uh uh-oh, maybe there's a systemic issue here. So I'm looking at the odds for the AFC North and... The Ravens, I believe, they are they're picked to finish first in a lot of places. The Browns are very close. Like the odds essentially mean like for me, it's basically a tie. So you can bet on a bunch of stuff at Bovada.lv about who's gonna finish first, who's gonna finish second, different various combinations, like they do their own in-house parlays, essentially. I love any bet that has the Ravens finishing last, and I'm not joking. So if Joe Burrow takes a step forward, they've improved the offensive line. They got Riley Reef. The Bengals got Riley Reef. They have the Jedrick Wills guy coming back. Um, they got running backs and receivers. They have some defensive guys that are going to step up, the best safety in football. Bengals are not going to suck. The Browns are widely considered one of the best teams in football. The Steelers are the Steelers. So if the Steelers win seven or eight games and they could finish at 500, the Ravens, they play the NFC North. That to me, the NFC North is such a fascinating division because you could lose any one of those games and it wouldn't be that weird. And also probably has the best or second best team in football um, in the Green Bay Packers in the NFC North as well. I would hammer anything that has the Ravens finishing fourth and Bovada.lv has the Ravens finishing fourth at plus 2,900. This division is possibly the first or second most competitive in the NFL. It's not that unlikely that the Ravens are going to finish fourth. They're also plus 350 to finish third, which means that Vegas thinks that they're either going to finish first or third, which I find absolutely fascinating. I hate the Ravens this year. I'm very suspicious about Lamar Jackson because of the Carson Wentz and Cam Newton things that we've already experienced. Any sort of Ravens narrative fade, I am completely on board with. We'll get into some Lamar Jackson props as the 2021 season preview continues. NFL training camps open today. We made it. The summer was awesome because of NBA and NHL playoffs took forever. It was really great. I'll be back same time, same place tomorrow. This is interesting.